Hi, this is Philip Boerter. I'm Bernard Zimmermann. Welcome to our podcast series, Virtual Leadership Development, How to Master the New Normal. Welcome from my side as well. In this series, we cover a range of topics that all have an influence or impact on leadership development and all its applications in a virtual context. In today's, our fifth episode, Personal Level Challenges, Lack of Intention, we are continuing our conversation today about the challenges that hamper the virtual process on a personal dimension. And in this episode, focusing on the impact of situations when we are unclear about our personal intention in our virtual interactions, or maybe have no clarity of purpose for participating. Now, Bernard, what are the points we would like to cover on this today? So, under the lack of intention, when we discussed that, we identified six elements that have a strong influence and, and shape the intention we or participants go into a collaboration. The first one is purpose. The second one is the clarity. The third one is the choice we're having. The fourth is curiosity. Fifth is the engagement. And last but not least, the commitment with which we go into the collaboration and working together. Philip, when you look into the first one, the lack of purpose, what's in there? The first two really have a close connection. But what we talk about a lack of purpose is that I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't know what is in this for me. The reason why I'm doing it so that I can focus on the outcome that I will get out of that. That's mm -hmm. the purpose. If we yeah. don't have a purpose, then everything just becomes superfluous to a certain extent. And we are not connecting with why we are doing that. Yes, indeed. What's your experience in that? You see, when you have people in an online workshop, they don't have a strong purpose why they're there. You see that they're reluctant to speak. They seem to be absent or not fully engaged. There's an element that really trickles through the whole behavior patterns they show during the interaction. I agree with that. That's what I notice as well, which brings me to the next point, which is a lack of clarity. And from what I've observed, if I'm not clear about what my purpose is for actually taking part, then I don't have clarity of how I show up. Mm -hmm. And the way that I see that very often is in oppositional behavior that participants have. So give me an example when you said oppositional behavior. How does that work out in real life? The way that it works out in real life is that I have my own agenda that I'm trying to establish. You know, we could be focusing on a topic in the workshop and people have an agenda of trying to prove that what we're talking about is actually not relevant. Ah, okay. Or they ask a question that actually questions the base of everything. Mm -hmm. Now, what's behind that is that if through my question, I can make clear that this is not relevant, then I don't have to step into this. Mm -hmm. So through the lack of clarity, I'm actually sidestepping what's happening in the workshop. I'm sidestepping the model or the process or whatever we're talking about. Because if I'm clear of the clarity of my intention of being part of this workshop today, then I try to get the most out of it mm -hmm. and not avoid it. Yes. What is your experience with this? It feels like they're sitting aside from the rest 
in the way they behave instead they're in the middle in the workshop it felt like they're more kind of spectators rather than participants absolutely you know there's a very simple example for oppositional behavior you know somebody says something and somebody will put up their hand and say yes but mm-hmm. which means that i am against this mm. i'm trying to find a way around this because if you really were clear about what your intentions were the question you would ask to actually be curious and to better understand what is being spoken about would be a very different one absolutely which brings me to the third point a lack of choice only if you have clarity about what the options are well, why am i here i could be here for this reason or i could get this out of the workshop now this is my choice either i am here and i take part or i leave because there is no benefit for me in this yes it's always interesting when you see that people are not really present and you open up the choices they have all of a sudden they realize oh i'm not kind of caught here i could actually for example leave absolutely and then that continues on to the next point which is about curiosity if you don't understand why you're here what this means for you what the outcome will mean for you it's very difficult to be curious because curious is not just about asking questions curious is really engaging with what other people are saying mm. it's a mindset where i think people then engage because they keen to learn from others even they don't want to learn from us at least they engage in a conversation because they're curious to understand what their peers or other participants are actually experience in the same context for me there is another element that is attached to that curiosity and that is responsibility mm. if i want to get something out of this it is my responsibility to get curious because only if i really get curious will i start listening for what i can take out of this which comes to the next point engagement if i don't engage what am i going to get out of this mm. the participation of engagement actually starts on a mental level on the eye level this is about me yes anything you want to add to that bernard yes from my perspective the engagement is almost a summary of the precursors what we just talked about the elements that results in the lack of engagement when people are not curious when they don't see the choices they have they're not clear why they're here they're not in a curious mindset there can't be engagement mm-hmm. you know the thing that i find fascinating and that is my insight that i've had as we started working through the content for this podcast series my sense is that if we look at all of these elements as we unpack them they mm-hmm. sound normal they sound banal and almost like you feel yeah but i knew that mm-hmm. this is not reinventing the wheel we have these same elements in a regular face to face workshop and we've been saying that almost in every episode however in a virtual environment this is really important and if you don't deal with this and if you don't have the awareness of how you're dealing with this you're not going to get anything out of it and your reaction will be to blame somebody else to blame the facilitator or the trainer or the coach or just to say this was a waste of time Yes and i think the key what makes the big difference between face to face situation and a virtual collaboration a online workshop is that as a participant you can choose to be present in a virtual setting to engage or, or get closer into the conversation 
but it's a proactive act in your mind to get closer into that because you're so far away in the online situation where physically in a face-to-face situation, you are in the room, you don't mm-hmm. have the distance. So there is a given closeness, yes. gives a different dynamic, yet when you sit in front of the screen and engage or not engage, that gives a very different situation. And if you don't have the intention there overall, you will stay away from what's happening in that workshop. That I'd absolutely agree. You know, that is actually the perfect platform for the last point, which is a lack of commitment. If I'm taking part in a workshop, it's easy for, as you said, I'm in the room. It's easy for the trainer or the facilitator to pull me in. But if I'm taking part in a virtual workshop or coaching, it's my commitment to myself Mm. that counts. Because there is that additional barrier of virtuality And I need to make a commitment to cross that and to be part of it. Yes. So the last point, commitment, is almost the final culmination of all the other five points. And all of this together is self-management. And self-management in virtual is critical. And so often we see people not self-managing and then giving away the responsibility for the success of the workshop to Well, it was a waste of time. The facilitator didn't know what he was doing. Oh, there were too many interruptions or whatever the excuses are that we find. You know, Barnett, it's easy to talk about that's wrong, but where will people understand how they can deal with these issues? In a number of future episodes, we will dive deep into the know-how to align through rules of engagement. That's where we spent some time in one episode. And... The other element on the self-management is really what you need to do to manage yourself in the best way for the virtual interaction. So for our next episode, I would like you to reflect on a question regarding to what excuses have you come across? How have you seen the not listening to each other impacts that collaboration and what multitasking does in a workshop to the quality and the engagement people experience. That's it from me. Thank you, everyone. And a big thank you from me as well. But finally, before we go, if you'd like to connect with us or share your insights and feedback, please feel welcome to do so on LinkedIn. Bernard Zimmermann at contact, spelled C-O-N hyphen T-A-C-T, or Philip Boerter. We're both based in Germany, or connect with us via email at philip at boerta.net or Bernhard Zimmermann, bernhard.zimmermann at contactinternational.com, c-o-n hyphen t-a-c-t hyphen international.com. We look forward to connecting in our next episode. Thank you and goodbye.